remember that time I texted you and I said, I'm going to get up early and finish the questions for the episode. And instead, I woke up and read all morning. Did you really? <laughs> remember what my notes looked like yesterday? <laughs> they look the same. Look at that. Look at it. Consistency, right? Yeah. It's nano. Do we real? Do I really? I, I figured you maybe pressed them <laughs> and I. It's a good uh, thing I did. How was your morning? It was fine. I slept in a little bit and then I got up and I prepped for the podcast. What, what was it like? Uh, I feel very productive. Oh, yeah. And then I like had so much extra time that I uh, almost finished your notes on the thing you gave me to read. <laughs> I just peed a little bit. Uh. <laughs> Welcome to the Act Break Podcast, where we're talking about all things story. From books to movies, shows, and probably other stuff too, we're chatting it out and trying to remember what it's like to actually have conversations with other human beings. Take a break from your creative endeavors and hang out with us. Have a little simulated human interaction, because internet friends totally count. <laughs> Live live Carly dying on the podcast today. Oh. I'd really appreciate if you wouldn't die because I don't have any notes. <laughs> Until after the recording. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And then okay. you can just replace me with a brighter and shinier host. I was just going to say a cardboard cutout of you. <laughs> and then you can just voice do my voice and your own yeah, voice. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to have really- Smithy dub your voice for you. Yeah, yeah, really uh, help you work on honing your voice acting skills. Yes, it's going to be yeah, it's going to be a real challenge. <laughs> I don't think I'll be able to embody your spirit the way oh, you do. Thanks, I'll take that as a compliment, even if you didn't. Mean I did it that mean way. it that way. Oh, yeah. thanks. <laughs> Against you know the popular belief that I only <laughs> abuse you, that you only <laughs> insult me. Oh, I, uh, anyway. That's right. I don't know how to take compliments nearly as well as as uh, yeah. jabs. See, and that's why I don't say nice things about Carly. It makes her uncomfortable. <laughs> I just, I just trying to make sure you're that really she feels just at looking home. out for my best interests. Oh boy. <sighs> we just made the same noise. It's that. Um, it's the long suffering sigh. <laughs> Of our, that embodies our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, everybody. My name is Jamie. I'm going to have my own podcast, and it's going to be called The Underprepared Podcast. And I'm Carly. Without me, Jamie would be lost. It's not exactly wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that this podcast would not exist without Carly. <laughs> So See, there you go. We, you came to me and you were like, let's do a podcast. I'm like, I love it. Commit. And you were like, wait a second. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> we were just throwing, we were just spitballing, you know? I, I wasn't See, really. See, but I've been wanting to do something creative that's different for a while. And I just never, I would, but I would never do it by myself. So there's that. We need each other. And that's why we're here today. Today is very, it, it's not just today, it's a very exciting time of year. I feel like a lot of writers really love fall. Yeah. 
in many parts of the world or country, it gets uh, a little bit cooler. It gets a little more cozy. You get the the Halloween and the Thanksgiving of it all in the States. And NaNoWriMo comes around. Mm-hmm. The, heavy, the heavy time of year for starting new projects and hunkering down for a winter of hopefully being productive. Yeah. And that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to wax poetic about National Novel Writing Month. It's known as NaNoWriMo, but you know, you know what I'm saying. The odds are that most people listening to this already know what we're talking about and may or may not find this tedious. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, it's we're going to touch on it briefly for those who may not know, Mm -hmm. might need a refresher. Then we're going to talk about our opinions and our experiences because that's why y'all are here. Yeah, I know that's why I'm here. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know why you wouldn't be here. I'm, I'm pretty that. sure everybody's here. I'm yeah. glad that they're here. And if you found our podcast and you're listening to the backlog, hello from the past. I'm excited that you've found your way back into this deep well of podcast episodes. I'm sure by now, a future listener, that we're deep into our 10th season, both published. (laughs) (laughs) You like how I raised my eyebrow on the 10th season and I laughed outright on both published. Sorry, I didn't mean that. She believes in in us very deeply. Obviously, you know, utter confidence exudes over from that side of the microphone. Coming out of my pores. Anyway... Let's talk about NaNoWriMo. I'm going to try and make it as short and concise as possible because you're smart people. You don't need me to over-explain something to you. Nobody likes that. Well, I mean, they could take to the Googles. Oh, yeah, the Googles is a great place. The Googles would give them some information. So NaNoWriMo is actually a nonprofit organization that promotes creative writing around the world. And NaNoWriMo, the acronym comes from Uh, National Novel Writing Month, which happens in November, which is just around the corner, if you're listening to this, around the time it was released. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What happens during that event, which is NaNoWriMo's biggest event, is that you can sign up and the goal is to write 50,000 words towards your novel. Within the 30 days of... November. The organization puts together um, a lot of published authors who will uh, do like pep talks and give tips. And the website can put you into contact with other people in your area. And it's just a really good time of year if you are looking for community, if you are just needing more motivation to draft your novel, find some support. It's a great way to do that. If you don't like setting goals or... (laughs) Both hands raised for me. (laughs) If you need a little extra push to get some drafting in, it's a great way to do that. I've explained it to a lot of people, a lot of family members, and you hear National Novel Writing Month and you think, wow, you write a whole novel in one month. And while technically 50,000 words can be a novel, most of the time it is not. It's 50,000 words toward your novel. The first November National Novel Writing Month was in 1999 and had 21 participants. 
And now, uh, with 2020 having over 552,335 participants, it has grown exponentially. I believe it started as a Young Authors Guild thing, but pretty much all of us old people have just either started doing it young and are now old, or it just doesn't matter what age you are, you can absolutely still participate. Yeah. Books that you might have heard of that started as NaNoWriMo projects include such as Water for Elephants, The Night Circus, Wool, Cinder. Um, There have been a lot of books that started as NaNoWriMo projects and then through time and editing have become real live (laughs) bestsellers. I love that you touched on that. That's definitely a point I was going to make later on. Yeah, yeah, we're definitely gonna 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 go through the uh, the process of of all of it. Our takeaways from our our many many times participating and what we've observed in ourselves and others. That's the basic breakdown of what it is. The website is n a n o w r i m o dot org. So if you are interested in signing up, it's just around the corner. A lot of people are going to be participating. I will be participating. Me too. And before we get even further into it, just know that every Thursday, as always, but especially in the month of November, we will be putting out an episode that is more specifically geared than usual to writing and uh, the writing process. We're going to be joined by a guest every week. And we will be discussing how to find your tribe and community in the writing world, writing for yourself, how to try and keep it uh, satisfying and not so much of a burden. Uh, We're going to be talking about editing and we're going to be talking about what to do after NaNoWriMo, after it's all come to a close and you've gotten your 50,000 words or you haven't gotten your 50,000 words and how to move forward from that. It's going to be a good time. Definitely make sure you hit subscribe or follow or, you know, sign up for our newsletter, which I still am not sure is a thing. (laughs) Which may or may not be a thing. That may or may not be a thing. Much like time, our newsletter isn't real. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I am really looking forward to what we've got coming up we're gonna have some really fantastic people to talk to about some really interesting subjects and I think it'll be a good time for everybody yeah I love it when we have people who are smarter than us which is pretty much everybody and and yeah getting so many back to back is gonna be very fun we're gonna we're gonna just fill your ear holes with people (laughs) so now that we've kind of talked about what it is Perhaps we could talk about why you should or should not participate. Ooh. Let me use my one note. Do it. (laughs) Use your one note. And stay with me here because it's got explanation to follow it. Number one reason is because you want to. I'm not here to convince someone that has no interest in it. But if someone is not doing it because they're afraid to do it, then I'm here to encourage that person. I like that. If you don't want to do it because you're afraid you can't get that many words or that if you, for some reason, don't get that many words, anybody's going to judge you. Like if you just want to see if you can do it, if you are just interested in finding out more about it, absolutely try it because you really have nothing to lose other than 
any personal feelings you have towards it, there are no consequences of not winning, of not hitting your 50,000 words. I'm a firm believer that if you get 100 words, that's 100 more words than you had before. That was going to be what I said. Yeah, absolutely. If you want to do it, do nano. Most important thing to me is don't and don't just do it because every other person you know that's writing a book is also doing it. Yeah, it's not going to be for everybody. I think what I would say is if you are the type of person who really, really gets down on yourself, if you aren't meeting a certain requirement to the point of detriment, like you're not going to keep writing, don't do nano. And whether you win or lose has no bearing on whether or not you are a good writer. There are plenty of people who have finished nano who do nothing afterwards. There are plenty of people who don't do nano who are amazing writers. So yeah, if you're if you're afraid that you are going to stop writing because the competition in air quotes is going to be something that negatively affects your mental health then it may not be for you yeah and sometimes the timing works out and sometimes it doesn't it it also just depends on what you have going on in your life definitely there have been some years where nano is much easier for me than others because of either what I have going on or where I'm at mentally kind of in the vein of why it is good to participate in nano if that's your thing developing a consistency if you have struggles with being consistent it can be helpful to jumpstart you into a routine of daily writing uh, the r- routine of it really helps me when i'm in a drafting phase oh yeah it basically keeps my mind on my story and on in that world and in that state of mind consistently enough that I can pick up and start. And the more days I do it in a row, the easier it gets until you hit like a rough patch or something like that. But <clears throat> yes, but compared to like writing one day a week, I produce a lot better and a lot faster if I have a consistent daily practice. I was going to say the faster thing cuz if I've if it's been a long time since I've written anything it takes my brain that much longer to get into gear for me to be able to actually put stuff on paper that is helpful. Another pro is accountability which I think is kind of hand in hand with the community aspect of it. You have other people doing it. Um, You are excited about it. So hopefully, so you want to talk about it with other people, which is going to help you develop relationships with people in the writing community. I mean, that's largely how I met most of the writers that I talk to. Yeah, me too. I, I believe I've I've developed a lot of really good relationships from being like, hey, are you doing nano? Yeah, me too. Mm-hmm. Let's bitch about it together. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Commiseration mm-hmm. is the best. I love commiserating. Uh, mm-hmm. Another little thing is the little dopamine hits of hitting your goal every day. Mm, it gives you yeah. just that like slight sense of accomplishment. Or maybe not so slight. I mean, sometimes it feels huge especially if it was really really hard one like you didn't want to do it that day but you sat down and you did it anyway and then you're like like, yeah I'm a badass yeah so I (laughs) I like that because sometimes I just need that like you know 
sometimes in life you need a win and you'll take the smallest win you can get to just carry you through till the next win. 100%. Same. So I was going to kind of talk about maybe some of the perils. We kind of already talked about or I brought up with the if you don't complete it, it can be really defeating if you allow yourself to subscribe to the if I don't win in air quotes, then I'm a bad writer or whatever. Fill in the blank of whatever um, crap we spew at ourselves when we don't meet a goal that we'd like to. So I think that that can be really damaging. And if it keeps you from coming back to the wordsing, then it it's it's definitely yeah it's a super difficult one because with that you kind of have to know yourself before you get into it a little bit if you if you're trying to save yourself from that potential heartache like you have to know that about yourself to begin with yeah and you may not know and you may not know until you do it and experience it how you feel but we'll have a whole pep talk towards the end because we're going to talk about our own experiences and then then you can feel not so alone exactly (laughs) um i feel like one of the pros for me is the atmosphere that nano kind of brings it's let's see if i can uh put this ineffable energy into words because it like I was talking about like it's a certain time of year there's an energy to participating in nano to being with even if you're not physically with other writers being in something in a project in a slog with other writers that um, kind of gives you this camaraderie feeling that Mm. um can help motivate you in your story and so I feel like just the the whole vibe um is like a big pro to me because yeah it it's something that I now associate with November all the time with fall with being surrounded or in contact with people who are creative they're making art you know I love that feeling and Pretty much we all want to build each other up. So it's just this really positive, creative energy that even if you are only doing it through a distance, which (laughs) we all know we are, are. um, (laughs) it's just a really good feeling that that comes with it. And if you, for some reason, if you have not experienced that energy and you have participated in Nano before, you need to find yourself some new people. Right. Find yeah. your community. Yeah. That'll be another episode. That's next week. Yeah. So that's that's a big pro for me. I like that pro. I think a peril is scheduling and holidays. Historically, it's either good or bad for me that Halloween comes right before because either I'm hopped up on my kids' candy, <laughs> all that sugar energy, and I stay up until midnight and I get a bunch of words in at midnight. Yeah. And then I crash or I'm exhausted from Halloweening with children. And the first is rough, real rough. So it's gone both ways for me. And then there's Thanksgiving and the kids are out of school. And and it's not just like a day holiday. It's not like a Memorial Day. Thanksgiving is our second biggest holiday 
holiday. We get time off work. The kids are off school. So it's not just one day you're losing. You're probably losing three to four days. Uh, Sometimes it's the whole week. You have to account for that. Yeah. Um, Why do they make it November? But a whole bunch of people probably have time off work, which would be good. And if, like, you're in college, then you're off of school or whatever. So I think there's a group of people that they have extra time. And then there's a group of people that they don't have extra time. And so you just kind of have to take all of that into consideration when you are participating. And some people are great about their writing and they write on holidays too. And they're just like, I need my writing time. And they go lock themselves in their room and they write. And I I mean, if that's what you can do and that works for you, that's amazing. I'm a shout out to my fellow Slow Rider Club because I know... So many a-holes. And I am looking straight through the screen (laughs) that can sit down and be like, I'm going to do a 20-minute sprint. I got 3,000 words. Okay, I don't know if I've gotten 3,000 words in 20 minutes. (laughs) I don't know. That's a bit steep. I'm just saying that some of us take 40 minutes to an hour and we only end up with 500 words. And that's okay, but it does make... I'm going to quick go get my words for the day. Mm. Pretty, pretty hard. And so if that's you, I just want you to know you're not alone. (laughs) And I know not everybody is getting the same amount of words all the time. It's a little struggle. But like on average, on average, Carly is whipping out more words than me. Just because her little little typey fingers are so fast. I was going to say it's all those typing classes I took in school. I mean, like... Leave a speak and teach us typing. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Um, So that makes a huge difference in my typing speed. My typing can actually keep up with my brain when I've got a good flow. Right. More more perils. What other perils might might one fall into when they adventure out onto the quest of nanodom? I think tourism. And bear with me. Chuck Wendig has like a whole post about nano and it's hilarious he was talking about how people who write all the time mostly professionals kind of look down on nano because it's like tourism season Mm. so he sardonically critiques everybody who participates no 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 he's saying that a lot of professionals get irritated about that and he's saying like people joining in this thing that we're doing is never a bad thing yeah but and I know I've done this in the past so I don't know if maybe it's just me I have written during nano and then I stop and then I do nothing about it and I don't write again until the next nano and then I'm like oh I'm gonna write again but I think if you want to make this a career which I feel like a lot of us who are participating in it do writing only during nano isn't gonna cut it Mm mm-hmm Well, I think what happens often in the writing community circles is there are a lot of us who are working towards a career in being published. And sometimes we need to step back and remember that there are a lot of people who write just for pure enjoyment. Yes. Writing is just their hobby. They're never planning to do anything with their writing. They're purely doing it because they enjoy it. And that's absolutely awesome. Yes, that's amazing. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Um, That's basically how I started. 
I get what he's saying too. I've seen it where people are like, oh, nano, like you just mm-hmm. write during nano. And I'm like, so, so what? what? <laughs> yeah. No, I totally agree. I think I'm coming from the standpoint of like, if we're trying to make this a career, then, you know, if you want to actually sell books, like you can't just write once a year. Unless you can finish an entire book once a year and that's all you do, then, I mean, I guess you can. So so never say never. I mean, it's going to work differently for everybody. And especially if you think about the roots of the, the organization and the Young Writers Program, it's really meant to be a, a jumping off point to, to help people get started. And, you know, what you do after that is up to you. And... It's grown so much. The thing about Nano is that it is a self-imposed goal. Mm, it is mm-hmm. uh, your success is literally defined by you. Like yeah. whatever you are hoping to get out of it, that is the goal. Like you're not competing with other people. It's just you. And it shouldn't even really be everybody's like, oh, you're only competing with yourself. I don't even think it should necessarily be a competition with yourself unless like that works for you in a positive, healthy, mental way. We get into this whole, well, there's rules and you're not supposed to write on a project that you've previously started. It has to be a new one and you can't write nonfiction and you have to write on only one project and like... Fuck the rules. You being happy with what you're writing is the entire goal of this, whatever that means for you, whether you are trying to pursue a career or just for fun or you're just experimenting to figure it out doing. And if you're not happy, then you need to think about why you're not happy with it. And I know that this is not an easy place for people to get to, and that's legitimate. But that's why it's so hard for me to think of perils or cons yeah because I'm like there are no drawbacks just sign up it's cool sometimes I've won sometimes I haven't sometimes I've fallen so short it's like laughable but you know what it didn't affect anybody else it's all about perspective and like I said I know that's not easy to get to for everybody but like there's just so much good about it that it's hard for me to even find like a downfall um, okay, so I think kind of the final thing that fits under the pros and perils things is the idea of quantity over quality. We kind of get, at least it seems like we, as in the general nano the royal community, bee. just get words on paper. It doesn't matter if they're trash, just get words on paper. And in a lot of ways, I completely agree with that. Don't overthink it just write stuff, you can't edit an empty page. But also, if you're writing something for it to be read, you do need to think about it a little bit. It will help you out later. I'm just going to say that because I've definitely done the, it doesn't matter. It makes for consistency after nano much harder if you don't take a little bit of time to think about what you're putting on paper, which is why Preptober is such an amazing thing. And this is something that each person has to figure out over time is uh, what decisions really matter and what can be put off till later. There's so many times where I have been drafting and I'm like, I just need to put whatever words down that are going to convey 
enough to get to this other part that I know more about. But the last time I did a nano event, I hit a certain point in my story where my character had to make a decision. And this decision was going to tip the rest of the story one way or another. I had to stop because I was like, well, if I don't make the right decision now, it's going to mean that I have so much more revision later. Sometimes you can push through and sometimes you just need to be like, I need to step back and think about this for a second. I need to take a beat and yeah, go for a walk, call call somebody, talk it out. It's that whole idea that it's a rough draft for me, and I'll talk more about this in a minute. It's a zero draft. It's going to be so far from perfect. No one's telling you to, you know, polish your prose. That's not what we mean by slowing down and thinking about the quality. We're just saying take some time to make your job easier for later. Like your pro- your prose is, that's for editing. That's when you make it pretty. Yeah, I feel like it's like just don't write yourself in the wrong direction. Well, I mean, sometimes you're going to write yourself in the wrong direction and that's how you figure out you're in the wrong direction though. Especially as a discovery writer or a pantser, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I think this is the right decision and I go for it. And then I'm like, ah, I don't like that. I need to rewind to this other point and I actually need to make them make a different decision. Wait, that's what's perfectly interesting is we just talked about the exact difference between you and me is you wrote yourself down that road and then went back to that decision and I decided I would need to just stop and figure it out and make the decision first, which are both correct ways to do it. Yeah. You can do it either way it's it's your preference it's like the way your, our brains work it, it's it equals out to the same it's just that the process is different our brains need time to process in whatever way our brains process before we talk about drafting i just want to say if you haven't heard our preptober episode where riley gives us a whole bunch of great tips and programs to use for outlining and preparing it's a good one Yeah, it's good even if you're not a planner or plotter. Like there's information there for everybody. Resources, ideas, and also doesn't have to be nano related. Any project. Um, Oh, yeah. Any any project. project. Which I feel like even like this episode, it's applicable to just writing in general. Yeah. Especially the portion we're about to get into, which is drafting. Yes. One of my favorite things about writing and the writing process is the beautiful drafting process. I love drafting. The only thing that comes close to drafting for me is outlining. Because you're sick. I was going to say, because I'm sadistic. <laughs> I love outlining and developing like my story because I'm a, I'm a planner. Big surprise. Uh, type A. <laughs> but yes, drafting is what we're going to hit on now. And there's so much to talk about when it comes to drafting. Also, I'm like, we got to try and not sound like broken records. All right. Yeah. I am a huge advocate for drafting without editing starting your draft and just writing till the end of the draft and here's my argument as to why 
I'm not looking at anybody. I'm not talking about anybody. I'm just saying I know a lot of people. These are just mythical people, not real people. The, the idea of people. people. Imagine there are these people. <laughs> and they, understandably, are very stuck on the beginning of their story because they want it to be perfect. And it's very important that the beginning of your story be good, but not during your first draft. If you are going to be submitting your story and sending it to people, absolutely, your beginning needs to be polished, beautiful, chef's kiss, sucks people in. On your first draft, it will probably be and that is fine, and you should keep moving forward and not think about it. It's Because I've done it before. I've done it. With my first story, I was like, well, maybe it should start here. Well, maybe it should start there. But... If you don't finish the rest of your story and you spend your time on the first part of your story and you get it perfect, by the time you get to the end, the odds are something will have changed and you'll still have to tweak the beginning of your story. You're going to have to edit the beginning of your story no matter what, but get to the end. That way you know exactly what needs to happen at the beginning of your story. I when I draft, tend to draft from start to finish. Yes, it makes editing a real beast. But knowing the end helps me edit the beginning to make sure I don't have plot holes. Because if the end's not written, yes. I don't know what plot holes I have. And a lot of times, once you see the full scope of the story, you can look back at your beginning and more easily decide if you're starting in the right place or not. You've seen the full... Uh, story arc or character arc or whatever and you're like okay well this is where I left my characters and this is the state they were in emotionally so how do I mirror that in the beginning effectively to get the reader to go on this journey I think it's so much more difficult to know if you're doing that well if you don't have the full thing written I love mirroring I love, um, or juxtaposition, whichever it ends up with. And that comes a lot from my love of film and like the idea of opening images, what we're, what we're faced with and what we're left with. Yes. You have to be able to see how it all fell on the page because, you know, maybe there are people out there that can encapsulate all of that into their mind and then effectively write it exactly the way they imagine it the first time but I've not met one yet it's always it's an ever-changing thing so depending on how intricate your story is one small thing could change and that means you need to edit the whole front half of your book so if you've already edited yeah. the front half of your book three or four times you're like great why do I keep writing? It just becomes more and more of a slog because you've just been looking at the same words over and over and over yes. again. So that's my biggest thing about drafting is writing from start to finish. Mine is similar in the idea of not editing as you go. My biggest thing with drafting is just reminding myself that I have to get the story on the page in order to make it better. I have a picture in my head and whatever ends up on the page, especially the first time around, but sometimes not until the third or fourth draft, is not going to look like I want it to. There, there's nothing wrong with me as a writer. It's just called a rough draft. It's 
one of those things where you have to tell yourself, no decisions are final. Yeah. No decision I make here yeah. cannot be taken back. I will literally say it like, nobody's going to read it but you, Jamie. Just keep going. I put sticky notes out when I'm when I'm in the midst of a, of a zero draft. Just like, it's not going to be perfect. Just get it written. It's okay if it's a mess. It's going to be because I'm still a new writer and I still am learning my process. And even professional writers make mistakes on their first drafts. Nobody's publishing a first draft ever. And if they, okay, okay, maybe they are. <laughs> but those are all the stories that we look at as cautionary tales. I didn't realize this until actually prepping for this, that the times that I've actually finished NaNo, mostly, are because I let it be a zero draft. I let it be super rough. So for anybody listening, what does a zero draft mean to you? I've come to see it as it's an incredibly detailed outline. It's, I don't outline. I am, not a, I am not a planner. But what happens is if I write it, three-act structure is usually what I go with that I've internalized because I've read a bunch of books about it to remind myself what goes in what position. And sometimes I have to look it up as I'm writing to remind myself what comes next. It's not robotic in the, and then this happens. I actually write prose. But instead of spending all of my time on fleshing out the scenery and making sure that my dialogue is really, you know, snappy and fun, I am putting them in the scene and making sure that they do what they need to do. And if I happen to get some really great description and dialogue in it, awesome. That's like icing on the cake for me. But what I've realized is if I don't finish my plot arc in the nano time period, I will not finish the book. I won't finish writing it. I get in this weird place with Nano that I, if I hit 50,000 words and I'm not close-ish to the ending, I, I get this weird mental block. So you're writing basically crazy detailed outlines. So, so yes. I mean, technically you're writing a 50,000 word novel. So what I'm trying to get down on the page during Nano is the story. And knowing full well that I am going to revisit every single chapter and probably double the word count on my second draft or my actual full draft. I make myself tons of notes. Some chapters, I will fully admit, though, are me waxing poetic about the scenery. And there's not much story there. But I'm like, I want to make sure that they enjoy the scenery. Make this work with what's happening with the stories. Put the characters in action somewhere in this scenery so that you can use this. Because I am a, I love world building. So it's not boring for me as somebody who loves world building and characters and all of that. So basically, you have like two big drafting phases then, because when you go to your second draft, yes. it's like a beast. Yeah, I redraft. Mm -hmm. Whenever I go to the next draft, I type everything into a document all yeah. over again. Because you are also sadistic. <laughs> because I'm also sadistic in a completely different way. 
I type it out fresh into a brand new document, edited Mm -hmm. version. By the time I go from the first draft or the zero draft to the next time I type it in, it's been edited twice by me. I edit it by writing things in on the on the written out sheets or the printed out sheets or in the document. But then when I'm typing it in, I notice more and I wind up editing again as I type it in. So by that time, I have a second or third draft. It's very interesting. I always have admired that because I'm like, the idea of retyping all the words I had typed is basically just makes me cringe. So it gives me that like surge of excitement of drafting, even though I'm editing. So it's like, it's a mind game. <laughs> yeah, re- rewriting. Good for, good for you. I would, I would be like, oh, I'm in this hellish nightmare. <laughs> So how many how many nanos have you participated in? I counted the other day. And if you count camp nanos, which also happen in April and July. Yes. Where you set your own goal, which usually I would set at about 30,000 words, plus the official November nanos, which I think I've done five of those. But in total, I have done seven nano events and I have hit my goal on five of those events. Sometimes you make it, sometimes you don't. (laughs) Right. I think I have participated in a similar number of nanos, um, including the camps. And I have one, air quotes, two November nanos and one camp nano. So I don't make it far more than I make it. But the actually making my goals has happened in my most recent nano participations. And I think that that's because I implemented the just get it on paper, finish the story arc, and know that you can come back later and flesh it out and make it bigger and more full and alive. Mm -hmm. I think the last event I did not finish but the next month I ended up finishing that draft of that story and then the year before I did hit my 50,000 the year before I didn't um my first year ever which I believe was in like 2010 I don't know it was a long time ago I absolutely did not finish I got to less than halfway and then I straight up quit and then like five or six years later, I started writing again. And then I had about, I had like a three or four peat where I was like, yeah, I'm on yeah. fire. Not like it made a difference. It's not like I'm published. <laughs> uh. But you have several finished novels because of that. Yes. So after the end of NaNo, I continue drafting because 50,000 words is a really short amount of time to write the modern yeah. novel. I usually continue because once I'm in that drafting headspace, I don't want to lose the momentum. So I will continue into December. Even once it was so much that I had to continue into January. But once that ball's rolling, I really like to just keep going because I want to write from start to finish and then just have a draft. And so what that does produce a lot of the times is I do end up writing like one story a year and I heavily draft it in that one period of time and then for the rest of the year I'm either outlining different things and 
editing that project. So the whole like write every day thing, it, it's like writing doesn't always just mean writing. Yeah, it doesn't always mean drafting. Sometimes it's the brainstorming. Sometimes it's the planning for future projects. Sometimes it's the editing. Pretty much always I'm drafting into the months after NaNoWriMo. And then once that's done, I'm a firm believer in putting it aside and trying not to think about it for at least a month before I get into the editing phase. My second draft, it's so different, like the the way we process. Your second draft is like drafted. My second draft is just an edited version of my first draft. But yeah, that's how I, I like to do it because once once I've started it, if I if I stop, I'll just stop. Why why lose the momentum? That was my problem the first go round. I did not finish my first nano. My first nano, I was moving. I was relocating to a whole other area and there was a whole bunch of other life changes. And so I only got like just over 20,000 words. But I was so glad that I it like participated in the experience and I knew what to expect for the future. All of that mm-hmm. was great, but I used to stop and then I wouldn't finish and then I would have to come back to it later and try to pick up the train of thought and it was a whole mess. I've I've definitely moved into December a little ways with my drafting, but that doesn't work for me for very long so I can't if I'm going to keep drafting into December I have to be done by like the 15th um if you are somebody who the fall just does not work for you to work on a big project uh it's spring is better check out the camp NaNoWriMo they happen in April I I really like I usually try and participate in that one because spring is also good for me to to start a new project because the timing of it is I've I've finished hopefully in December January uh, the NaNoWriMo project and then I've rest it's rested and I've hopefully edited that and it's going to somebody else to read and so I need to get my mind off of it by writing something new in April yeah um so that's that's kind of uh I try and work in this uh cyclical form you know that way I I'm doing something because it's it's really easy for me to just be like I'm just not going to do anything now and then a year and a half goes by and you're like "Mm -hmm. yeah I still want to be a writer oh I've definitely done that as well I'm currently in a bit of a slump with that as well it's hard to keep the that rolling but the idea yeah for me is the same trying to kind of leapfrog projects where like I draft one and then while I let that rest I try to edit another yeah so we've given you a lot of a lot of words. We've said a lot of words into your ear holes today. I'm participating in NaNoWriMo yes, this year, 2021. Yes. We will be there. If you are looking for community, it's absolutely out there. We have a very exciting month of podcasts yes, to bring to you. we do. Uh, barring some sort of impending doom. <laughs> but... I don't think that happened, but I'm not a time traveler. I don't know. We will be back here next week. We will not be giving any updates to our own personal uh, progression through NaNoWriMo. That'll all come after NaNo. But we will be sharing um, hopefully information that you will find valuable in this exciting yet trying time of drafting novels. Drafting all the novels. Drafting all the novels in the novel writing month festivities. Yes. 
Awesome. Well, have a good week. Get them words. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye, Internet friends. If you enjoyed our podcast today, head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. It really helps us out and makes us feel like we're not just screaming into the void. You can also follow or subscribe, tell a friend, share us on Instagram. You know, all those markety type things. But most of all, come back next week. We'll be here, internet friends.